Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Only I didn't say fudge. And for gosh sake, watch your language. Watch your profanity. Right, I'm sorry. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. New Hampshire. The Trump thing. What the fucking hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, February 12, 2016. I'm Afraid of Americans edition of the show, where we talk about why you people scare the shit out of me. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by fear. Fear, that creeping sense of dread letting you know that everything is not going to be all right. Fear the yawning chasm in your gut that says you are going to die. Fear the certainty that someone is coming. Fear the cause and effect of all human stupidity. Fear. It's what's moving America today. Try fear. It's the future, the past, and the finality. Fear. It's going to fuck you up. If you would like to sponsor the show, look deep in your heart, taste the bitter blackness in the shadows, and ask yourself, are you afraid? You should be. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. and There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! No one has ever gone broke underestimating the stupidity of the American public. H.L. Mencken basically said this back in the early 20th century, some variations on it, but that's not important. Mencken was a racist, elitist, pretentious, smug asshole, and no one should forgive him for being those things. 
He was also one of the most astute observers of human behaviors, of American idiosyncrasies and hypocrisies in our entire history. He was scathing, cynical, acerbic, and generally kind of a huge dick. And despite his horrible flaws, I'll gotta, gotta admit... You magnificent bastard, I read your book! If Mencken were here today... Well, he would be firmly castigated for his horrible views on race and class and be chased from our society. But he'd also have some very interesting things to say about contemporary America. And I think he might start with... I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. Because you actually went and did it. I mean, I suspected that you would. I predicted that you would, but down in the bowels of my heart, I held this tiny flame of hope that the people of New Hampshire would not walk into a voting booth, drop trowel, cop a squat, and drop a giant orange turd onto the floor of America. Oh, come on, that, that's just sick. I mean, how could you do that? No! Bad dog, bad! Look what you did. Look what you did. Look what you did. Bad. Bad. Now, this is not the first time that America has put forward a vainglorious demagogue for our nation's highest office. I mean, we got a fine history of fringe candidates who come shouting into our collective consciousness only to fade away with the acrid, lingering aroma of a three-bean burrito and bourbon fart. I don't... Dude, dude, dude. Whoa. <laughs> TMI, bro. TMI. I mean, I'm talking about Huey Long, Joe McCarthy, George Wallace, a series of also-rans who aspired to this kind of level of insanity, but never quite made it. I'm looking at you, Mike Shippelman. We know how close you came to winning ninth grade class treasure with your blatant baiting of Kaja Goo Goo fans, but we saw right through your little hate campaign. But none of you captured the sheer, inarticulate, raging dumbassery like the winner of the New Hampshire Republican primary and current frontrunner, Donald J. Trump. Look, it is absolutely too early to say that the sentient caps locks key, God, thank you, Sam B., that's a perfect metaphor for this asshole, will be the nominee or his even creepier and possibly more dangerous skin-suited rival for worst human being ever, Rafael Cruz, will qualify either. There are miles to go before they even veep. Your music's bad and you should feel bad. Oh, come on, that was a fucking great pun. You, you guys don't do Robert Frost? Fuck you. You know what? I don't care. I'm sticking behind it. The voting totals so far are irrelevant and minuscule, so I am not panicking here! Remain calm! All is well! All is well! But we have to address the real possibility that a YouTube comment is increasingly closer to being a actual viable candidate for president of the United States. Why? 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 All right, so here are the breakdowns. On the economy, he did extremely well in people making under $50,000 a year. His draw amongst college-educated voters was, frankly, surprising, proving once again that you could lead a child to college, but you can't make him think. 
His stance on immigration was naturally a huge draw, and his Muslim ban really pulls the heartstring of nascent racists. But over and over again, he keeps repeating the statement that he's going to make America great again. You would think the USA is in the throes of the most massive economic meltdown since the Great Depression with two major wars, both of which we are losing and facing the prospect of years of double-digit unemployment. You guys did live through the past eight years, right? And it's not just the orange skins of the National Trumpist Party. My own friends and comrades of the libtard strikes are equally as... I'm pissed off is what I am. Talking about corporate influence, money and politics, wage stagnation, and Hillary's haircut. And they are acting like the USA is in the throes of the most massive economic meltdown since the Great Depression. With two major wars, both of which we are losing, by the way, and facing the prospect of years of double-digit unemployment. And again, I have to ask them, have you guys lived through the past eight years? Because I'm not sure you have. I mean, look, I'm not exactly thrilled by our political choices, and yes, there are some disappointments in the Obama presidency, we got some shit we need to fix, but damn, as a whole, the country is doing pretty good, so why is the electorate acting as though we just came out of Watergate and Vietnam? Shit, when I was alive back then, I'm not even sure people were that mad after Watergate and Vietnam. My whole theory is that the disco era was kind of a collective mass punishment for electing Nixon and supporting Vietnam in the first place, but this is only opinion and it's not supported by research. Flapping my arms, I begin to cluck. Look at me, I'm the disco The inchoate rebellion amongst the American electorate doesn't seem to correspond to any actual events in reality, and therefore comes across like trying to piss with a hard-on, just randomly spraying the walls. What the hell is wrong with you people? All this unfocused rage is on the verge of giving us the worst single candidate for the presidency since Strom Thurmond. Jesus, I cannot believe we kept that old fucker in the Senate for the next, like, 50 fucking years. Where was the finely tuned rage of the electorate then? Oh, that's right, we don't turn out Congress because they got nothing to do with the political system in this country. I concede there are people in this country who are plainly underserved by the system. African Americans, as a rule, are routinely fucked over by everyone and then told that they aren't. And if they were flo- and if they were flocking to an angry man shouting about injustice of the system, I'd be nodding along and marching behind them. But the angry people of the moment seem to be something of a no shade of And as I look over some of the stats, there are an element of white folks who seem to be lagging behind. I mean, apparently, middle-aged white dudes are dropping like flies in this country. Wait a minute, what? Really? Bad food? Drinking? Smoking? Jesus? Holy Jesus! This is about me! I'm basically a dead man walking! Fuck! Alright, fine. Alright. And the jobs that once lifted the undereducated, largely rural, white middle class into upper middle class are gone and they are not coming back. Drugs, poverty, crime, and bad education are eating rural white people alive, but 
God damn it, if you really want to be mad at someone, maybe you ought to be looking somewhere other than some poor fucking Mexican trying to come across to get a job picking avocados. Maybe you ought to be looking at the fucking Nimrods you elected and re-elected to Congress for the past 30 years because they're the ones that's been helping hold the boxes while the plants that you used to work at get packed up and sent across the border. And I'm not saying it's wrong to be mad because, yes, the system is fucked and it has been since... I'm 46. The first candidate I was able to vote for was first Bush. But I remember both Reagan runs, so at least 1980. But just like going along with a groundhog in a pickup truck, you don't drive angry. You gotta be careful in how you do things. The last time I got really angry, I quit a job making great money and with a free education and wound up married to a 53-year-old truck stop waitress in Elko, Nevada for two years. And I'm sorry, Imogene, for the way, for the way things ended. I should never have slept with your hairdresser. That was wrong of me. Right now, some people are on the verge of making the same kind of life-altering decisions as I did at the Sip and Sup off Highway 227 in Elko, but with far worse consequences because I trust Imogene way more with the nuclear football than I do Donald Trump. I mean, you cannot put a person who Ezra Klein in Vox said has the temperament so immature, his narcissism so clear, his political base so unique, his reaction so strange that I honestly have no idea what he would do or what he wouldn't do in the White House. It's an act of suicidal folly. I really wanted to make a better than Ezra joke here, but I just couldn't put one together in time. It would have been good. You can elect an entire Congress full of know-nothings whose only aspiration is to replace the American system of government with a Republican version of the Taliban, and a lot of work has been done in that direction already, you can elect a self-serving business person who will cut corporate taxes and pour pollutants into the planet because it bumps a tenth of a point for the stock price of the shareholders. What you cannot do is put the person in charge of power who can do anything because he's probably not sane. Back in the 2008 election, Hillary ran this infamous 3 a.m. phone call commercial implying that Obama wasn't ready to deal with the worst-case scenario. It's 3 a.m., and your children are safe and asleep. Who do you want answering the phone? I'll tell you what you don't want. You don't want an orange-haired, narcissistic demagogue lunatic rolling off his next trophy wife and barking into the phone would bomb the shit out of him and i don't actually see him building a beautiful wall or a mother beautiful wall what i'm saying is this guy's not right in the head so he might actually start rounding up people in the barrios and hey you know what in a world where a not insignificant chunk of the islamic people are at least somewhat suspicious of American motives, actively banning them from coming to the country might be the sort of thing that takes somebody that says, oh, I don't know about America, to saying fucking death to America. You know, being on the fence is really a good place for a lot of these people to be. What I'm saying is that fear is making people run to Trump when Trump is the thing that we ought to fear. Roosevelt told us that the only thing we had to fear is fear itself, and here we are 80 years later, terrified of it. Because I cannot see why people are so fucking afraid. 
Crime is still down. The economy is stable. Terrorism is a legitimate but not imminent threat. If we are not at peace, at least we're not engaged in multiple wars with hundreds of thousands of troops deployed. Inflation is nominal. The stock market is not, well, it's not great, but it's humming along. It goes up, it goes down. Jobs are on track to continue a modest growth in the foreseeable future. And our budget imbalances are bad, but nothing compared to where they were eight or ten years ago. If our government is basically gridlocked by endless partisan bickering, at least it's a stable gridlock. Frankly, I'm beginning to think that the inability to do anything might be the best government we can hope for. Because when I look at the board, I simply do not see anything that is the reason for this unreasonable fear. Unless, of course, there are giant space clowns and the government is hiding them from us. Seriously, is that what's going on? Are the giant space clowns? You can tell me. I promise I won't say anything. The United States government would like to point out there are no giant space clowns. Return to your normal lives. You are not in danger of giant space clowns. Please do not be afraid of giant carnivorous space clowns. There is nothing there to be afraid of. The X-Files has been lying to you. There are no giant carnivorous space clowns. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Okay, I give you, the game is rigged. And you don't get to play. But I say this without a trace of irony. It's your own goddamn fault. You were busy jerking your metaphorical puds and letting the system run around like a bad looney tune for the last 30 years. And let in the heart of the problem ain't in the White House, it's in your state houses. It's in the Congress. It's in the Senate. Those fuckers are like Gavin after five vodka Red Bulls. Drunk on power and drinking something no one has actually enjoyed since 2010. Honestly, Gavin, get a drink commiserate with the time in which you're living in. The last time, the little fucker brought me a Harvey wall banger last week. If I see you in a fedora, you're fired. If you want to fix the system, you have to root it out from the bottom, not the top. And this time, stop finding a bunch of fucking ideologues and put some people who can actually do the fucking work in office. Let me put this away that Republicans can understand because you guys are the worst. Say you need a new sales clerk at Elroy's Gun Hut and Bait Shack. You've got two candidates. One guy, Billy, worked as Lenny Shoot Shack and Fish Hut and Hooter Holler. He can run the register. He knows the difference between a mealworm and a grubworm, and he's going to show up to work on time. And then you got Cooter Ray Sterling. Cooter is a lifelong member of the NRA, a Bass Pro Shop catalog subscriber, and has voted for the most hardcore evangelical candidate for dog catcher in the last 12 elections. He could spend hours talking about gun rights, but can't actually tell the difference between a Mauser and a Ruger. And the last time he went fishing, it came with hush puppies down at Captain D's. He tells you he can't work on the weekends because he runs a workshop for run Repu- young Republicans and fundraises for kill and abortionists for Christ. But weekends are when you need the guy. What is worse, he's actively trying to get a job at the House of Glocks and Bitten Crotch where he can hobnob with the county bigwigs. Which one of these fuckers are you going to hire? You're going to hire Billy, right? So why are you fucking sending Cooter to Congress? Americans reel between idiocy and terror like me going to the bathroom on page five of the script. 
Hey, usually by the time I do the 80-proof rejection, I just pee my pants. All the while achieving the opposite of the things that they actually want. Polls show again and again the American voting public is by and large slightly center-left, socially progressive, and committed to a strong social safety net. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, really it isn't. It's yours. And you also want a capitalist economic system which rewards innovation and hard work. Ow! Fucking fascist! And you want strong government checks on that system to keep the corporations under control so they're not oppressing the workers, which is you, and destroying the planet, which is actually what you live on. When you sit the average American down and move past all the labels, ideology, and rhetoric, when you really just dig down, the candidate that they're all yearning for in 2016's name is... We want to vote for somebody with a name like Barack Hussein Obama. Fortunately for everyone, particularly for Barry, there is no fucking way this guy would take the job even if we begged him. Have you seen Dude Lately? His give-a-fuck account is so way overdrawn. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. this shit, I'm out. Because we're not gonna get Obama. And as we said, dead down south and west, we're gonna get more Trump. More crews and less decency among the re- Republican electorate. The re- the establishment is now finally trimming the fat. And notice I didn't mention a specific candidate by name, a fat one. And get getting down to Rubio, Jeb, and for some reason Kasich, who I did not see coming. And these guys are as appealing to the hard right base as a gefilte fish and matzah. The tide of idiocy is going to swamp the party before anything resembling sanity sets in, and by that time we can only hope the establishment gets their shit together and finds someone, anyone, who could take down the maniacs heading the pack. Because right now the Republican Party is doing the electoral equivalent of being pissed at your landlord so you burn down your house with all of your shit inside. Because that's the way to show them. So please, for the sake of the country, for the sake of sanity, for the sake of our children, get your shit together and settle on Jeb! Because Hillary can totally beat that guy. Oh, and for all the Democrats out there, I know right now you're all high on Bernie, and I'm going to let you feel good about that for the next couple of minutes, but once your buzz wears off, we're going to have this little talk too. Jesus, you people need to fucking handle your drugs better. I don't need to be doing this all the time. I would like to do another Star Wars episode. That is it for our show this week. We'd like to thank the band Hypnostate because we are always thanking them. Find their work on Jamindo.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher where you should do the same thing and subscribe, rate, and review the show. You know we do this thing called the 80 Proof Prediction, right? If you don't, we do this thing called the 80 Proof Prediction in which I drink a lot of whiskey and then I prognosticate on things that haven't happened yet. 
We want to expand that away from the elections and sport ball games. So you have to hit us up on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. You can even email us your prediction request right here at what the hell podcast at gmail.com. Use the subject line. Fuck you, Gavin. So Gavin will know that you're asking to speak directly to him as a producer. For me, Dave Bledsoe, and all the fictional Trump supporters and cruise heads here at the show, we want to remind you, we're afraid of Americans. We're afraid for the world. We're afraid we can't help you. We are seriously fucking afraid of America. Those fuckers are great, great. I'm afraid of Americans.